podcast. Podcast. Hello and welcome to season two of Pumping Up the Podcast. I am your host, Elise Eldridge, and today we're going to be breaking down the season two premiere of Hannah Montana. It's called Me and Rico Down by the Schoolyard, and I have a returning guest today. It's the return of Alex Melleris. Hi, Alex. Hi. Hello. I also noticed Me and Rico Down by the Schoolyard on Disney Plus, at least, schoolyard is two words, so we've already got a glaring error here. But yeah, I feel very <laughs> grateful to be doing the first episode of season season opener. It's like like the the prime time position. At least I don't know. I tend to think so. So thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah, I uh, you know I I used my like two most frequent guests on like the tail end of last season, and I'm like, well, I gotta I gotta mix things up. I gotta shake it up. And uh, you know this this episode sets up a lot of stuff. I think for the coming season and. I, I just, I'm really excited to talk about it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. The other day, actually, in my media studies class, my teacher, Anne, uh, Anne Golden, if you're listening, I love your class. Anyway, uh, she had a slide in her, like, her class PowerPoint that was just totally out of nowhere. It was Miley and Robbie Ray from Hannah Montana. And basically, so she wanted to talk about, like, the evolution of Miley Cyrus and how it relates to, like, what we're studying. But that, But she asked how many of us had watched Hannah Montana and basically everyone was like, yeah, me. And I had to fight so hard the urge to be like, I'm, I'm literally a guest on Hannah Montana on a Hannah Montana podcast <laughs> in three days from now. <laughs> That's incredible. Oh my gosh. That sounds like such a fun thing to be thinking about in school. That's like way more interesting than anything I did in school. But no, but that's, that's such a funny coincidence that that like the timing of that was so lined up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so this episode, uh, I didn't remember everything about it, but certain pieces of it were certainly very familiar to me. And I mean, it's tricky for me with these earlier episodes where I see the like plot twist coming and I don't know if it's because I figured it out or if I'm subconsciously remembering it from like 10 years ago when I last watched this. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And this was another one of those cases for me. (laughs) Yeah, I do remember... I know that when I watched this as however old I was, five, six, seven years old, I do remember being surprised by the twist. So I guess it works on a certain demographic, which is, again, <laughs> an indictment on our education system. But anyway, yeah, this time I was totally, uh, I totally knew it was coming. Yeah. And I mean, I think part of it is that it's a, the twist that happens in this episode is very much in line with twists that have happened in previous episodes. So it's just it's easy to sort of spot the formula along the way that there will be a misdirect, that there will be a misunderstanding and, uh, but we'll get into it. (laughs) Yes, we will. So we open with like the first new Hannah concert footage in a very long time. (laughs) They like finally got to record new stuff. (laughs) Mm -hmm. With a whole new season two concert outfit and everything. Yeah, with with a new outfit, it, the wig is slightly differently styled, and I thought this was like a very effective concert footage. I mean, in comparison to like the earlier ones that we got, uh, but the song that we get is "Make Some Noise," which I'll be real, I know people like it, and I don't like have anything against it. But out of all of the songs on Hannah Montana, too, it's the one I care the least about. I agree. Like. 
it's not very fun, you know? It, I mean, it's supposed to be, like, inspirational, but I don't know. It doesn't, like, speak to me in the same way. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't do it for me either. There are probably every or almost every single song from season two I like better than that one. And it's very long, too. Is I think it's, like, almost five minutes on the soundtrack or something crazy like that compared to the other Hannah Montana season two songs. Yeah, let me... Let me pull up that album real quick and just see, because there's also a lot of songs on that. Uh, I think there's more than there were for season one. They're like 10 or something. Yeah. Yeah. There are 10. Yeah. And they're all like three. Yeah. Make Some Noise is the longest by like, it's almost five minutes long. Yeah. It's four minutes, 48 seconds long. <laughs> wow. That is wild. I guess 10, there were... There were eight in the first season, so it is two more, and it is a slightly longer season. So, sure, uh, but I'm I'm very excited to get into the other songs when we get there. <laughs> I I would be much more excited if this season opened with like rock star. <laughs> oh or, yes, of course. Or uh, yeah, or you know, life's what you make it. But it's fine. We'll get or there. That, what was the there. one she did with the Jonas Brothers? I know that's you we have to the say party? That the Jonas Brothers. Yeah, yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Another one yeah. of the best. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, so, but she's, Hannah, Hannah's trying to hype up the crowd after singing makes some noise. Uh, she's like, how many of y'all are starting school on Monday? I was like, that's a weird thing to ask at a concert. I guess, I guess she recognizes that her audience is like the same age as her and nothing else, but and I still they all go to her school. Weird. <laughs> yeah. And, like, everyone in the crowd boos at the prospect of having to go to school on Monday. And she's, like, kind of admitting that she also has to go to school on Monday. I I don't know. I thought I thought it was weird. <laughs> but, but she's like, you guys, when Monday comes, we're just got to get right out of bed and say, yeah. <laughs> and, like, meet school and be excited. And then, of course, it cuts to... Miley on Monday morning not wanting to get out of bed and her dad threatening to throw a bucket of water on her, which he had to do for Jackson. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I find it's it's really interesting, I find, with like, I don't know if this has really happened yet at this point, but with all the things that were going on with like parents criticizing Miley Cyrus for like not being good enough of a role model and whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah, if you're Hannah Montana being like, you know, trying to act like a perfect child and then Miley Stewart just, you know, not wanting to get out of bed two nights later, two days later. Yeah. Yeah. I, I have been very curious and I should like actually do research on this. This is, this is what happens to me all the time. I'll start talking about something on the show and be like, Oh, I should have done research before I started recording. Oh, well. Um, but I, I have been very curious about where the show is lining up with the timeline of everything that happened with Miley Cyrus over those few years. Uh, because I think a lot of the stuff that was seen as scandals for her happened a lot earlier than I remembered it being like, she was still on Hannah Montana when like a lot of her early scandals were going down, which is like weird for me to think about. Cause I think when that was happening, I wasn't watching Hannah Montana anymore. And so I associate it with it being a little later, but I think it was actually, surprisingly early i know that she said since all of that that like she was struggling for pretty much the entire time she was on the show so something i'll need to look into more later (laughs) 
Yeah, my, I think maybe later in season two is when that stuff kind of happened, if I'm remembering correctly. Not quite yet, but getting there. Yeah, yeah, like the stuff with like that, uh, like Vanity Fair cover or whatever it was. I I feel like we're not too far away from that, just because of like how old she looks in this episode. She definitely looks older in this episode than in any of the first season. Uh, I think they like put a lot of extensions in her hair. To be honest, <laughs> that was one thing I noticed. Is her hair looked really thick <laughs> in this episode. And this episode takes place over like the course of a single day, which I think is interesting. I don't know if we've yeah, had another one where funny. it takes place in such a in such a tight amount of time. Yeah, it all takes place on Miley's first day of high school, which I was so excited to get to this high school set and like the new character dynamics that come with it. And so <laughs> so yeah, she uh we we get to the school and I I just so much came flooding back to me because like one of the first things we get is like Miley and Lily doing their like thing where they like check to see if they have like zits on their face and if they smell bad and stuff. And like that, I, I'm pretty sure that comes up more <laughs> in the future. I was like, oh, it's this. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then when Jackson walked over to them right after, I was like, Jason Earls walking into high school with a backpack at the age of 29 is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen i was like i could kind of buy it a little bit if he's just like oh i'm a teenager like a little but Mm -hmm. for some reason the backpack and him being like how do you do fellow kids but he's actually Mm -hmm. playing a kid was just the most jarring thing i've ever seen yeah yeah i i wrote something very similar in my notes when when jackson shows up there's just something about seeing him next to actual high school looking people that really <laughs> makes it harder to suspend disbelief. Like he just, he just looks so much older than everyone else at this high school. And yeah, it, it was easier to buy that he was 16 when he's not, you don't, we don't, we didn't ever see him at school before. We only ever saw him around like one person that was supposed to be his age and then people that were supposed to be younger than him. So it worked, but now we're seeing him around like his peers <laughs> And it is a very stark contrast. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Before we get into what happens with Jackson in this episode, there's like, they don't reveal that this is what kicks off the A-plot, but it is what kicks off the A-plot. Miley has brought her teddy bear to school for some reason, Barry the bear. And it seems like the bear is like the only thing in her backpack, which I thought was kind of weird. Um, she like didn't have like binders or like books or anything. She like just had her teddy bear. And she said that she brought him because she's nervous and Barry wanted to see the school. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then she gets a text on her flip phone that is fully bejeweled with red, white and blue rhinestones. Uh, very party in the USA. Uh, precursor um (laughs) and she gets a text saying that like from this unknown number saying that they know her secret and immediately she assumes that this means that somebody knows that she's hannah montana even though this happened like two seconds after she was doing something that lily was like that would ruin you if anybody saw get that out of here it's you need to keep that a secret (laughs) it's like so clear to me that that's what the secret is that this person has over her. But she immediately is like, oh my God, somebody figured it out. I'm Hannah Montana because I'm always ripping my wig off in public. <laughs> yeah, this happened. So like in a couple minutes, it, it gets to this part where, where 
Oh, yeah, I guess we'll get to it when we get there. But when Lily is like, do you realize what would happen if someone saw you with that bear? Um, first of all, if this were real life, literally nothing would happen. Like, if I saw <laughs> someone with, like, a stuffed animal at high school, like, I can't think of anything I would care less about than that. But, <laughs> but anyway, the twist I was talking about before, which I guess if anyone's listening to, sorry, spoilers upcoming if you hadn't realized already, but the fact that it's Rico who sent the text, yeah. that was the twist I remember being, like, a little bit surprised by when I was a little kid. Yeah, the twist. I don't know if this if this is just because I'm an idiot, but a couple months ago when I watched this back, I forgot that the bear was the secret at the end, and I had actually kind of thought that 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 they were talking about Hannah Montana the whole time. I mean, the the thing that's notable is so they do find out eventually that Rico is the one who was threatening to reveal the secret, and as soon as that comes into play, nobody mentions Hannah Montana. Nobody mentions anything about a singer or a wig or any indicators of the secret. And so as it went on, I was like, well, when would he have seen you taking your wig off? Meanwhile, he would have just seen you with the bear because you were doing it out in the open at your school. But but yeah, and and I think it it just... <laughs> it seemed fairly obvious to me that that was where it was going <laughs> it would have been so great if well afterward when like miley and lily and oliver were like questioning rico if one of them had been like how did you find out i'm hannah montana and rico was like what i was and they had actually gave it away to, to rico i knew it wasn't gonna happen but i think that would have been I don't know. I know they want to keep Rico in the dark until season four because they do something really funny with that near the end of season four, but I won't spoil it. Anyway, um, <laughs> I was just going to say something else that I don't remember. Yeah, so I think like in Miley's head, like they're always talking about like the secret, my secret, about the secret, that she immediately hears the word secret and it just connects immediately to Hannah Montana yeah. and she wouldn't have thought about anything else. So, Yeah, and I mean, it does make sense because it clearly takes up so much of her brain power is like her double life <laughs> mm-hmm. as evidenced by like everything ever. But yeah, I mean, the thing with the teddy bear, again, I I can see how, because it seems like a lot of the students at this school are kind of just mean for mean's sake. Um, but I mean, yeah, if that had happened at my high school, I don't think anyone would have said anything. I, I think like, we would have just been like, oh, that's weird, but like not said anything, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. I would, And like right after the theme song also, she tells Lily like, I've tried so hard to keep the secret. It's going to be tried so hard. Yeah. Tell that to your, your dad's weak ass disguise, his little mustache. <laughs> yeah. Trying so hard. Tell that to the crowd at Jackson's volleyball game when you showed up in your yeah. full <laughs> Hannah outfit with a hoodie thinking they wouldn't notice. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> uh yeah so then we get like a little bit of uh of b plot uh where we like go over to jackson and again this is so interesting because it it feels like so much happens on this one day at school uh but so jackson's locker seems to be right next to this like boy wearing overalls and he has a very heavy midwestern accent and i i i didn't quite catch it when he first said it but then i of course later figured out that his name is thor and jackson's like well cool nice to meet you see you at the 25 year reunion which i actually thought was a really funny line um 
Me too. <laughs> so Jackson's friends, and these are friends that we haven't seen before. And again, they really put into contrast just how old Jason Earls is. <laughs> they, I guess, told Thor that Jackson is like the welcoming committee or something. And Jackson's like, okay, well, I got to ditch this guy who now thinks that he's like best friends with me. And he, like, says, I'll race you to the fourth floor. And then, like, Jackson doesn't go anywhere while the guy runs off. And they don't have a fourth floor in the building. And, yeah, I mean, that's, like, the little scene. (laughs) It's fine. When you saw Thor, did you not have memories flood back to you? I did. Because I... (laughs) I sir, I was like, oh, it's Thor. He's in season two, and I was, I for some, I imagined that Thor was like here all the time, hanging out with Jackson. <laughs> and I was, I looked at this character. I was shocked to see he was only in three episodes because I feel like I remember so much about Thor, and I always thought he was kind of funny. Yeah, I, I definitely remembered him. I wasn't sure if he was in more episodes after this or not because there have definitely been like one-off characters that I really thought were in more and then they weren't um but but yeah he uh he's in a couple more episodes and apparently that actor has been in a lot of things and is going to be in the upcoming fourth matrix movie with which i thought was very interesting (laughs) it's quite a quicker career trajectory from playing like the the new kid on hannah montana to being in the matrix um (laughs) yeah that thing with like also, that gag with, like, I'll reach to the fourth floor and there's no fourth floor reminded me kind of of my high school because this never actually happened. But, like, basically, we had three floors. And on the first and second floor, there was, like, a little side part that was called the West Wing. Mm-hmm. So there was, like, the first floor West Wing and the second floor West Wing, but none on the third floor. So, like, all the new kids or, like, the um, the first-year students at this school would be like, oh, don't let any of the older kids t- send you to the third floor West Wing, which no one ever did. Um <laughs> Yeah, there was um, there was a myth at my school, and um, everybody like participated in it. Whenever there was a new freshman class, they would talk about Freshman Fridays, where basically every other grade in the school had like free license to beat up any freshman on Friday, <laughs> which of course wasn't true and never happened. But <laughs> but just as like a scare tactic, like during the first week, everyone would be like, oh. Watch out, Freshman Friday's coming up. <laughs> like, just I hadn't thought of that in so long, but like, it's it is weird how high schools have like random little traditions like that. <laughs> yeah, of like pretending they have something that they don't actually. When have. really, it's just as mundane and boring as any other school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, the we can go ahead and talk about the next Jackson scene really quick, just cause it's pretty brief uh, before getting back to the a plot. Jackson's yeah. in like his science class um, and he's lighting a marshmallow over a Bunsen burner. And like the teacher like chastises him for doing it. And he's like, okay. And he puts the marshmallow in his mouth and it's like way too hot. But then this like hot girl named Anne comes over and sits next to Jackson. And again, I'm like, this reads so weird. Cause he's so much older than this girl. <laughs> Um, but, uh, he obviously wants to flirt with her. Um, but then Thor shows up and like immediately starts talking about milking cows for some reason. He like starts talking about like cow udders, <laughs> which. Yeah. He's like, Jackson's face is better than the cow udder. Which something. is kind of a gross joke. <laughs> yeah. It was very disgusting. <laughs> and so she obviously leaves. <laughs> 
Yeah, he says his face is redder than a cow's udder on a cold day. I wrote it down. And Anne gets up and leaves. She's like, well, maybe you two will have fun together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Thor was like, well, since she doesn't like you, mind if I take a shot? And then, like, su- seductively bites a marshmallow while staring off at her. It was really odd. Uh, it wasn't great. Um, but, uh, but, like, the most baffling Thor thing for me is still yet to come. And we'll get there. Um, so uh, we see Oliver. Oliver has arrived. And he is wearing a, like, full muscle suit under his clothes. And it I'm sure it's meant to look ridiculous, but it looks so ridiculous. It looks like the fakest thing. It's like the the scene on Arrested Development where George Michael's wearing the muscle suit, but, like, times 11. Like, it just is so stupid. <laughs> you know, that, that's part in uh, Willy Wonka where that girl is, like, inflated up to be a blueberry? Yes. That's kind of what it felt like to me. <laughs> it just made him look rounder almost. Like, cause it just like the padding was like so big and soft looking. It didn't look like muscles at all. Yeah. And Miley's like running around, like yelling about having a secret, which like to me would raise some red flags for everybody else in the school overhearing her uh, and be like, wow, what's this girl got to hide? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, does anybody care about my secret? <laughs> yeah, basically. That's basically the gist of it. Um, and so they're trying to figure out who knows the secret. And Miley essentially says that she would be like at the whim of whoever it is forever, as long as they know it, uh, because she still thinks it's the Hannah secret. And then mm. the like teacher of their class, who I definitely remembered, I wonder if she's in more of these. Uh, she says that there's a new student who skips some grades and it's Rico. <laughs> and he, he goes up to Miley and he's like, hiya toots, you get my texts? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. They, yeah, that's another kind of, like, right before this happened, or not right before, like a little bit before, uh, when Lily was like, all we have to do is look for the person texting, but they look around and everyone is texting, yeah. right? And instead of playing, like, a laugh track, they do the Oh, ho, ho, ho. you know that? Yeah, that the track like kind of play? like reveal reaction sound. Yeah, which is gross and the worst reaction sound <laughs> ever. And then they did it like twenty seconds later when Jackson is roasting marshmallows. They're like, "Oh, ho, 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 he's gonna get in trouble." <laughs> they just wanted this episode to read as shocking across the board. <laughs> yeah, children are texting in high school. Ooh, <laughs> big surprise. Uh, Rico is still like comically small. I just have to say, like he he does seem older than in the first season, but he doesn't appear to have grown at all. Uh, which like adds to a lot of the physical humor in this episode. He tells them that like they can't get the photo that he took or whatever because it's in his locker on his phone, and. We do get like a little callback to very early Hannah Montana where Oliver is like, step aside, I can open any locker. And it's like, oh, it's Locker Man <laughs> from like episode two. Yeah, this is my two. favorite bit in the world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this time he refers to himself as the Locker Doctor. Uh, and he opens a locker, but it's not Rico's. It just like belongs to some big jock. And uh, he 
Oliver runs away scared, but he yells that his mom is a cop as he does so. <laughs> Which I'm like, oh my. Which he has done a couple times before. <laughs> I don't think it had stuck with me yeah. until this point. Mm-hmm. I The locker man bit, I th- they could have expanded upon that way more than they yeah. did. Like, if Oliver opened, like, other things... Uh, like remember, like when Aunt Dolly like opened the door. Oh with yeah, her with her nail. nail. If Oliver could just do that with like his elbow or something, <laughs> or open like jars that no one can open, he just like I don't know, dick dick dick, and like hits it for four seconds, and then it. It opens only up, works with lockers, like apparently. <laughs> apparently, and okay, I wanted to point out this um kind of a, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of a uh, a relic of dialogue when Rico is like. You were careless, and I had a camera phone. I just a camera phone. I had to like <laughs> wind it back to make sure I heard that right. That they actually referred to them as camera phones. Oh, I remember those days <laughs> when like not every cell phone was guaranteed to have a camera, and smartphones didn't exist yet. Like there wasn't even one out there yet. Oh yeah, back when there was <laughs> camera phones. That that is a good catch. Uh, definitely places this at a very specific moment in time that a camera phone was <laughs> was like a status symbol um <laughs> yeah and also like that miley didn't even seem surprised that someone had found out she was just more she was just like, like well this has happened and i gotta solve it this was bound to happen she at wasn't some like, point yeah she wasn't she like was how like, could this have happened <laughs> Mm-hmm. Where even Rico's like, you were careless. And she, instead of being like, I'm never careless, she was just like, oh, of course yeah. I was. There should have been like a little montage of her being like, no, I'm so careful. And then it like cuts to like all of these moments where she just rips her wig off or, you know, she isn't thinking and she shows up somewhere as Hannah Montana. And then it cuts back and she's like, well, nobody is perfect. <laughs> That's what I would have done <laughs> if I was editing this episode. <laughs> Wow, that would yeah. Well, nobody's perfect. Wow, some because we haven't even heard that I know, song it's yet. So. Yeah, crazy. Uh, so Rico, what he wants from Miley is for her to pretend to be his girlfriend, uh, just for the express purpose of him getting street cred, and for somebody to reach the top shelf of his locker. And then we like she like agrees to do it basically. But mostly kind of just to buy time so that she can sort things out for herself. Uh, And Rico is telling, like, a crowd of people in their cafeteria about how he and Miley got together. And I'm like, why would do these people care? Like, they don't know who either of you are. This is your first day here. (laughs) Like, (laughs) Mm -hmm. I imagine they... they I imagine they cut out the part where Rico like stood up in the cafeteria and was like, hear ye, hear ye, come and hear the tale. And then he kind of, I don't know how everyone would listen to him, but he, they were like, sure, let's listen to the 11 year old. Yeah. And yeah. And, and I mean, the, the other thing is that like, we know at least in middle school and granted Amber and Ashley were not in this episode. So who knows? Maybe they like can only be around for this to be the case, but Miley was apparently the least cool girl in her middle school. Why is she Rico's choice to make him popular? (laughs) Why not pick? I guess he can't lord things over anyone else. (laughs) She's his only option. And he's like, well, I'll take what I can get. At least you're the right age and height to be here. I don't think Miley was actually uncool. I think that was just Amber and Ashley who hated them. for. And everybody just went along with it. 
Yeah, and everyone just went, yeah, you know, things like everyone's always talking about how like everything fades away in middle school mm-hmm. in like two and a half hours. So <laughs> just, but like right before that part, M- uh, Miley had like the greatest delivery. I sent to you the screen grab of it actually, where she's like, <laughs> yes. so far, high school stinks. <laughs> Uh, it was really, good it's really funny. It's a really <laughs> funny picture with the caption. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, I'm definitely gonna post that when this comes out. Also, right. in this scene, Rico like gets done telling this story, and then he puts like a cracker in his mouth and has Miley put spray cheese on it. And yeah, I noticed that like the cheese spray is called Kid Cheese. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice that. <laughs> it's Kid Cheese. <laughs> But I feel like, okay, first of all, girlfriends don't, like, spray cheese onto crackers for you. That's not part of the job description. <laughs> but also, I think I think we need to take a moment to acknowledge um, this story that Rico has apparently come up with on, like, what Miley needs to say to convince everyone that they're dating. Yeah. Because he's like, I just come out of the ocean. My skin was shining like, what was it shining like? Love monkey. And then Miley has to say, a new penny in the piggy bank of my heart. <laughs> And I, I wonder if Rico had had that in mind for like several years or if he just came up with that in like 30 seconds. He's just been waiting for his moment to use that line. Yeah. Or to have someone else refer to him like that. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, Rico then is like, go get me a moist towelette, but he doesn't say it that way. He refers to himself as daddy, which I did not yeah, care I know. for. I did not care for it. Um, he's like, hey, Toots, he's like always calling people Toots. He's like, hey, Toots, go get daddy a moist towelette and make it hot. And I was like, oh, it was really gross. Yeah, I mean, they were really on another level with the, with the dialogue writing in this episode. (laughs) They're like, how can we make the like child character (laughs) as creepy as possible? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, and then as Miley, like, walks away to, I guess, go get a moist towelette, she does an impression of Robbie Ray being like, you know, bud, you could always be homeschooled. And she is, like, very mad yeah. at herself for saying she wanted a normal school experience. Yeah, she's like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I, I love that. It's so funny. Like, also, one other thing I kind of liked about this episode was that um, – it's not like the older kids who are tormenting her or whatever. It's it's like the eleven year old yeah. who's making her first day with all the older kids miserable. Yeah. I yeah. I also liked that this episode didn't really have like a lesson to it. I mean, like it did a teensy bit, but like it immediately got like the lesson kind of spit on <laughs> at the end. The B plot kind of had a lesson, but but the A plot not at all. Yeah, I'm glad that this didn't have like a. Miley goes home and has like an emotional talk with her dad on the porch. And then she goes back to school and is like ready to do the right thing. Like, I'm, I'm glad we got to left, leave that behind for this episode. I'm sure it'll Mm. be back before I know it, but. Oh yes. I'm just going to savor it while I can. (laughs) Mm. And so right after this, I think uh, when they go back to the B plot is probably one of my top five favorite Hannah Montana moments of all time. Oh wow. Really? And Robbie Ray is standing there with his guitar and he's singing, my kids are all gone. 
So I'm writing this song. It was. You'll think it's so sad. It was a very. But you are so wrong. Odd song. Yeah. He he's like in his bathrobe playing an electric guitar, and he like stands on their living room table, and it's like a song about how he's really happy to be home alone. Which I mean, I can relate to <laughs> it, but. <laughs> Cause I can pick my nose and nobody's there. I can dance around in my underwear. And then, of course, you know, he turns around and sees Jackson. But, you know, this whole time we thought that Robbie Ray was giving Hannah his best songwriting material, but he's clearly saving the real gems for himself, you know. When you when you eventually do uh, like looking back on season two songs, I think this one should be very close to the top. <laughs> need us to include this in the next time we do a song specific episode (laughs) (laughs) do a lyric breakdown um (laughs) yeah so yeah so jackson has come home from school for lunch which i guess they must live like really close uh to the school i i guess jackson probably drove himself to school because he has a car but i my lunch periods in high school were not long enough for me to have done that not at all um and yeah this lunch period is like three hours long. <laughs> Ooh, <voice crack. laughs> yeah I, I i think mine was like 45 minutes like you could you could like like i lived or my my high school was in an area that had like a lot of like food options right there but going and getting food off campus would take so much of the time up that it like mostly wasn't worth it. So like, you'd have to come back and like eat in class. Like it just didn't work. Um, and Robbie Ray says that it's his Robbie Ray time, which I did note. And, and Jackson immediately starts complaining about Thor and how Thor is a total hick. And Robbie Ray is like, Hey, very rude. Yeah, I mean, it's not very nice. Although this show loves to use hick and hillbilly as insults so much. They really think that it's like a stereotype that people super care about. And I'm like, I have never once met somebody and been like, wow, that guy's a hick, you know? <laughs> like, Yeah. I don't really mind it when the family's talking about themselves, but now he's like, you know, dumping on this guy he just met today. It's like, like chill out. And then he like makes fun of his accent too. He's like, oh, that, after that stupid accent one more time mm-hmm. like, like chill being not very nice to accent. yeah and it reminded me of like the camping episode from the first season when like amber and ashley are like calling miley a hillbilly for like knowing how to set up a tent i'm like what is this <laughs> who cares <laughs> it's such a weird thing to make fun of someone for mm-hmm. wow you're competent in a particular field wow you must be from tennessee how dare you um but robbie ray points out that he knew there was a new kid who got called Hick at school once, and Jackson then has a flashback, and this flashback is so good. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, man. If we thought Jason Earls playing 16 was bad, tried two years prior to that when he was now playing 14. But he's older up as, a cowboy. As, as himself, so he's... God, at this point, Jason Earls was probably in his 30s. Um, cause he was like 29 for the first, I think season. he was still 29. I think he was still 29. Um, almost 30. Cause yeah, he was born in like April 77, I think. And this came out in April, 2007. So he probably would have been 29 when it was filmed. God, there was just no break between season one and season two. <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah. They just Damn. kind of, <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but so we get a flashback of uh, Jackson showing up on his first day at school in Malibu, and he's wearing, like, a full cowboy outfit. He's wearing, like, one of those Western shirts with, like, a bolo tie and a hat and a belt buckle and big cowboy boots, and the belt buckle lights up. And I think we're supposed to think he has a thick accent, but it's it's just more of a twang, which, like, Miley still has. So, <laughs> you know, take it for what it is. But then his friends that we saw earlier are, like, immediately making fun of him and, like, telling him that there's, like, a rodeo happening or whatever. I don't know. I didn't I didn't write down the details of it. I just wrote down, like, because, like, the outfit was what was important about it to me. <laughs> yeah, basically, yeah, it's like the other kids call him a loser and he's all sad two years ago. You know, and I wrote down in my notes, actually, I wish this was still Jackson's personality. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I wish he hadn't changed at all. I don't actually believe that, but I just thought it was kind of funny. And the whole time, Robbie is like, uh, Paxson? Saxon? <laughs> Craxon? Shalaxon? Yeah. Um, I did. I The implication that just because somebody lives in Tennessee means that they dress like a full-on cowboy to go to school, that's really something. But yeah, I mean, if given the option between Jason, uh, Jackson's usual uh attire and the cowboy outfit i would love him to be in the cowboy outfit all the time even though it makes no sense (laughs) yeah not at all so jackson his attitude is basically like well i had to tough it out when i came here so thor should too and i immediately was like this is like the people that say that oh well i paid off my student loans so everybody else has to too Uh, yes (laughs) That's exactly what I thought of among the most harmful mentalities it's in the so world. Awful. It's like things should never get better for anyone else who comes after me. And like, listen, as someone that had student loans and paid them off, they should all be forgiven. I did not like the act of doing it. I wish nobody has to do it. It sucks. <laughs> Just to make that clear. Mm-hmm. And Jackson, of course, comes around to the right way of thinking. And ends up being nice to Thor in the end. But I I did. (laughs) We both immediately thought of the exact same thing. (laughs) Yeah, another one of the analogies is like, would it be fair to give everyone the COVID vaccine? Would that be fair to everyone who's already died from COVID? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I think think maybe it's probably still a good idea. Yeah, I don't think the dead are going to be mad that there are less dead people. Um, (laughs) Yeah. This is a pro-vaccine podcast. I want to make that clear. Everybody get your shot. Mm-hmm. And after Jackson leaves, Robbie finishes his song. Uh, now Jackson is gone, and I am so happy. I think I'll just head upstairs and take me a nappy. And there's this big applause track, and he yells, "Good night, Malibu!" It was a glorious moment. Top, top one, Robbie Ray moment of all time. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it so much. <laughs> oh yeah, it definitely sticks out. So back at school. Oliver has since removed his muscle suit. There's, like, no explanation for why he took it off at lunch, but he's just not wearing it anymore. Um, and he says that he... It popped. Oh, is that what happened? No, that, I, just, okay. I just made that up. Because <laughs> I think later he's like, oh, my muscles are in my locker. I'm like, why did you take them off? Did you have, like, gym? Like, what happened? Um, <laughs> but so he figured out which locker is Rico's because there's a step stool sitting in front of it, which somebody would have 100% taken by that point. I, people, people will steal anything that's sitting out at a high school. Um, but 
they open the locker and there is a live monkey inside. And of course we don't see it. We only see its arm and it's clearly like somebody operating like a puppet arm. But Rico managed to get a live monkey and put it inside his locker and like keep it there. It was it was maybe like the most high concept thing we've seen on the show so far, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, there's like a whole rainforest in there, and like they didn't notice the monkey right away. It was just like, wow, it's like a rainforest in here, and like Where could the bird chirping noises. Hiding? It's just a locker. I well, it's kind of with the way the angles looked and everything. It looked like the monkey was somehow like behind the locker. Yeah, like, like there was just, like a passageway. like the locker would have to go back super mm-hmm. deep. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but first of all, we assume that since this is Rico's first day at the school, that he set up this rainforest and brought the monkey in today mm-hmm. in a short amount of time. And we have to wonder whether Rico plans on leaving this monkey in that locker overnight, or is this just a situation where, oh yeah, I'm bringing my pet monkey to school for the day, and I'm going to do that every day, then bring it back home. like Kind of like Miley brought Barry Bear. Like, oh, he wants to see the school. Yeah. Uh, the, like, end bumper to the episode also involves the monkey, which makes me think that the monkey just, like, lives in the locker. Which, which can't be true. But... <laughs> But it's just, it's it's one of those things where, like, there is no explanation I could come up with that would be realistic for this. So I just have to kind of sit on it. Maybe this monkey has a celebrity name. And this is one of the, like, Rico's, like, oh, yeah. Rico's, like, oh, I was talking to, I don't know, insert famous person. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it's just the monkey. <laughs> the The ones that came to mind for me are, I think people that have actually appeared on hannah montana so i i can't say them uh what like yeah i was talking to brad pitt and it's <laughs> it's just the monkey <laughs> yeah the snow cone making training monkey. with vin diesel and it's just the monkey <laughs> yeah yeah so the monkey the monkey has a snow cone machine in the locker and like there's music playing there's like ambient noise like it's there's leaves that i guess must be real but what are they connected to i don't know um the monkey throws a coconut at oliver yeah (laughs) so there are coconuts in there for some reason i don't associate coconuts with monkeys so (laughs) that kind of makes it even funnier i think Yeah, before we get to the rest of the A-plot, there is, like, I guess it's, like, the last scene of the B-plot happens here. Jackson gets back to school, and Thor is churning butter. And I'm like, where could he have possibly gotten the necessary equipment to churn butter at school when, like, he didn't go home or anything? He's just, like, been at school all day. Mm Mm-hmm. He has like the full yeah, so there butter. Yes, a couple things here. Uh, yeah. First of all, he. I feel. I feel like in the Hannah Montana universe, people attract crowds in so like, easily. very easily. It takes nothing yeah, to get people's attention. I was like, hey, none of you have heard of me, and apparently, I'm super annoying. But I'm gonna go off to this room during the lunch hour and turn some butter, and everyone's gonna come watch. And they did. Yeah, it's a it's a very full classroom that he's doing this in. 
there's a lot of people in there. It's mostly girls too. I think it was all girls. Yeah, it was it was very odd. Um yeah, so like Jackson's friends I guess told Thor that like California girls really like a guy who can churn their own butter. <laughs> but it still doesn't explain where he got the butter churn from or enough cream to turn into butter. It just like I I have so many questions. Did he like call his mom and be like, "Hey mom, can you drop off my butter churn? I need to do something at lunch." <laughs> like, is that what happened? Like, I I was so yeah. confused. I was like, "How did he get this here?" Like, sure, I get it. He's a hick, but like, he didn't put it in his backpack at the start of the day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't think it would have fit. <laughs> yeah. Well, how can well if Rico can fit a monkey's. And and the monkeys, all of the monkeys' needs inside monkey that locker. That. Then, yeah, the monkeys' entire living space into his locker. Then maybe Thor can bring a butter churner to school if that's what it's called. Yeah, I guess Rico does. Rico's like wealthy though. Like Rico, like has yeah. resources. I don't know about Thor. He went to school in overalls and a t-shirt. So. Uh, he seems a little less well off. <laughs> Although I'm just imagining, I was like, but overalls don't necessarily mean you don't have much money, but like, what would like the rich person version of overalls look like? Would it be like leather overalls? <laughs> like <laughs> That would have been a great arc if Jackson was like, oh, Thor's so annoying. I don't want to be his friend. Then he finds out that Thor's like mega rich and lives in this massive house. And then all of a sudden Jackson's like, wow, BFF. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then he learns like, you know, or that, that would have been another like uh greedy Jackson wants money plot, which was the top, the focus of the last episode I was on, for, yeah. which was absolutely terrible. So they definitely <laughs> didn't need to rehash that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Jackson, I guess watches everybody uh, watching Thor, which I'll say, okay. Based off of what Jackson's friends said, I can get that there was bad intent. But all of the girls that are watching him churn butter aren't, like, laughing or anything. They aren't, like, pointing and laughing and, like, making fun. They're just watching him. And, like, yeah, again, they probably think it's a little odd, but they weren't outwardly making fun of him. And certainly, I don't think Thor got the impression they were making fun of him. So when Jackson comes in and is like, stop making fun of him, I'm like, I feel like Jackson saying that would hurt Thor's feelings more than what was just happening because Jackson is assuming that these people think he's an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Because I felt so Jackson's friends were like, Oh, look at us. We're so clever. We told Thor that the girls would like him if he churned his butter. And then we look in the room, we see Thor churning butter and all the girls having well, a good like time. Being like, churn. Yeah. I know. And how are Jackson's friends thinking like, yeah, our plan's working because like they're off. They do like, they're having a great time. <laughs> And then Jackson walks in and is like, all right, show, knock it off, everyone. No more fun. But they, they, it seemed like they were all actually like, this is great. This is enjoyable. Yeah, I, I really didn't get the impression. And some of this could just be that the actors, like the background actors on Hannah Montana are never reacting the way that everybody says that they're reacting. And so maybe they were supposed to be making fun of him and they just weren't because they were bad background actors. Um, but but the end result did not present them as making fun of Thor to me. 
<laughs> but but Jackson, I guess, says that he wants to churn butter with Thor, too, because he's, like, accepted that they're going to be friends. And Jackson, for some reason, instead of doing it how Thor was doing it, he did it, like, very aggro and, like, was, like, going way too fast. And then the butter, like, spat in his face like it it like flew up he popped the air bubble which i didn't know that was a thing with making butter but anyway he got like half made butter all over him <laughs> and then he says sweet niblets i got butter in all my nooks and crannies <laughs> yes. and that was the end of the replug I, I was confused as to where jackson's change of heart was because like Me too. when he leaves robbie ray he's very firm and like i'm not going to be friends with thor and then he gets to school and he sees people making fun of thor and, and he just like, immediately changes him. He changes his mind, which which I don't because you would have known he was like, yeah, Thor's gonna tough it out. And then he gets to school and sees that Thor's like toughing it out, and he's like, this is awful. Who made this happen? Yeah, it is abrupt, and it feels like there was maybe one extra scene that needed to be there that they just didn't have time for. They would have rather had another cutaway to the monkey, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> What can you do? Yeah, it would have made it would have made more sense if Robbie Ray had actually changed Jackson's mind, and Jackson was like, "I'm going back to school, and I'm going to be nice to Thor." But then, if they had done that, then they couldn't have had Jackson storming out with the "I said good day" or whatever they like to have. Yes. So one thing, this is a bit of an aside, but one thing I had been wanting to do on this show before I ever started it was I wanted to have like a catchphrase report where we. Like, here's all the catchphrases that were used in this episode, and here's how many times. This episode has a very specific (laughs) amount, and they're all said by Jackson. Jackson says all three of the catchphrases in this. He says, you doggies, which we normally hear from Billy Ray. He says the I said good day, daddy, which he says all the time. (laughs) And he says sweet niblets. (laughs) So we got one of each, all from Jackson this week. Uh just, just to have that little check-in on the catchphrase corner here on our yeah. show. <laughs> but yeah, that is the end of the B-plot. And then we go right back to the rest of the A-plot, which like there's still a lot that happens in this last little bit. Um, so because they found the locker, Miley is like, okay, you two stay here with the locker and try and get the phone from the monkey. I'm going to go stall Rico. And her way of doing this is to pretend that she actually does like Rico and actually does want to be his girlfriend. And what we see is like Rico like sitting on Miley's lap, which again is very odd, but it's physical comedy, I guess. Um, And he wants Miley to prove her affection by kissing him. And And like in the meantime... Lily and Oliver are like having like a tug of war with the monkey. Yeah. They, they see the hey, snow machine. It, it just, I'm like, don't you guys have class? <laughs> because okay, right when Miley is tells Oliver, like, make friends with the monkey, and then Lily says, be yourself. We'll think you're family. Like, a lot of times they would have just left the joke there. <laughs> but then Oliver says, high school's made you hard, which I think is. Extra funny, considering we're still so like the lunch break of the first day, and it's been like maybe like three hours, three and a half hours, maybe. Yeah. And we're still at this lunch break somehow. That again seems like it's been going on for about three hours. And yeah, Oliver and Lily are trying to grab the phone for the monkey. And I'm like, don't you Rico guys have Miley's- algebra? Like, <laughs> yeah, you guys have English lit. You need to be at or something. <laughs> like, come on. 
The only tug of war class with the with Rico's monkey. So, yeah, and so Miley's like preparing to like kiss Rico, and she's like trying to stall so that she doesn't have to do it. And then uh, Lily and Oliver come running out. They're like, "We got the phone. We got the phone." And Miley's like, "Ha! I'm I'm gonna break free of your blackmail, Rico, or whatever." And which I mean, okay. Just saying this. So Rico has proof on his phone of a secret. At this point, they think it's the Hannah Montana secret. Deleting the photo wouldn't negate the fact that Rico knows the Hannah secret, which has serious implications (laughs) for for all of the main characters here. So uh, with what the actual secret is, it's fine. But like with what they think it is, deleting the photo wouldn't actually do much of anything. He could easily catch her and get another photo. (laughs) Yeah, well, I guess, first of all, she would have been uh, much more careful moving forward if she knew that Rico was on the lookout. Mm -hmm. And also, they're probably operating with the premise that no one would just believe Rico if he went around telling everybody that Miley was Hannah Montana. But on the other hand, if he did bring it to their attention, then perhaps they would have been able to notice very easily. But yeah, in the real, deleting the picture would do very little to actually help the cause. And not to mention the fact that they have the wrong phone and it just pisses in Oliver's face. <laughs> yes, it, they open it and some sort of mechanism in it shoots water on Oliver. It was, it was like, of all weird pranks to like load a phone with, why that one? <laughs> I don't know. Um, but Rico's like, well, I've got the real phone here. And Miley in this moment is just like, you know what? my options here are to let you just tell everybody and send out the photo or, you know, be blackmailed by you for the foreseeable future. So go ahead and send it. Uh, People will actually see Rico as pathetic for holding this over her, which I'm like, they wouldn't know. (laughs) Yeah. How would they know? That that would not be the case. But Rico like takes what she says to heart or appears to and he's like, okay, I won't send it. Here's the phone. I, he's like, I've always been insecure about being really young and being really small. And I thought if I could get someone like you to like me or at least make people think that you like me, you know, people would see me as cool too. And this is where I was like, but she isn't known for being cool. Uh, <laughs> but again, Amber and Ashley aren't here to remind us of that. So it's fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but Miley responds well to what Rico has to say. And she's like, you know, if you're nice to people, people will be nice back. And, you know, if you'd just been honest with me, maybe I could have given you like some cheek action. Uh, <laughs> no, I hated those two words next to each other. It's cheek action. That was so not gross. <laughs> but she's like, he's like, you mean it? And like, he's so clearly putting on an act. And she's like, yeah, of course. And she like lifts him up to stand on the table. <laughs> and then she goes in to kiss his cheek. And at the last second, Rico does the thing where he turns his head. So she actually kisses his mouth. And Rico immediately like jumps up and down and like celebrates and then runs away. <laughs> like- mm-hmm. All right. I have a couple thoughts to share about the sequence. Yes. All right. First of all, uh, first of all, we need to discuss uh, one of my favorite patterns on TV of 2000s technology logic, which is you can 
so easily send something to every kid in the school by pressing one button, mm-hmm. uh, especially if it's your first day at the school and, and also no everyone thinks number. you're the uncool little kid and nobody knows you. Like, I'm going to send the photograph to everyone. Boop. And this is this has happened on this happens on a lot of it happened on Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie McGuire is um, the notable really one on. I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first one that comes to mind. Um, second, we also had uh, a, another small piece of Lily Oliver foreshadowing. Lily like leaned on his shoulder and then said, "You smell like wet monkey." Right. Um, which only really comes to fruition like halfway through season three. And yeah, then there's the whole what Rika did. Uh, what a loser he is. <laughs> this is like okay, this is the most heightened perversion of the Disney Channel horny ten year old trope that yes. went from like Corey Baxter <laughs> to like Zach on Zach and Cody, and also Re- now it's just Rico doing actual harassment. Mm-hmm. Like Rico, Rico can suffer. I, I wouldn't be bothered by that. <laughs> You're like Rico can choke. <laughs> Rico can choke. Yeah, it's it's not great. And also, oh yeah, one more thing. Um, <laughs> one more thing. Uh, that's still so. Rico's like when he finally is like, all right, fine, I won't send the picture. Instead of just being like, okay, I'll delete the photo and then keep my own cell phone. He like gives the phone to Lily. Like, fine, take it. That's your phone, Rico. It was very confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we don't get like a ton of closure. Rico runs away. And then Lily or Oliver, whoever had the phone, is like, Miley, this is what he thought the secret was. And they were like, oh. And Miley then, like, runs after Rico. And Rico has the monkey drop a banana peel on the floor, which Miley immediately slips on. And then, like, that's kind of the end of the episode. <laughs> um, so- yeah, except the credit scene with the snow cones. Yes. With, like, all the kids just, like, are like, oh, I'm going to walk by Rico's locker to get a snow cone from the monkey. And the monkey sprays Oliver with syrup. Yeah, I I don't know that I would trust a snow cone made for me by a monkey. It seems a little unhygienic. I'll be real. Um, especially because we're, like, in the middle of, like, a pandemic that, like, started from, like, animal viruses. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, in 2007, though, you would have had no reservations whatsoever about taking a snow cone from a monkey. I guess, but like, I guess, like, not on that level, <laughs> but I think I still would have had reservations. <laughs> yeah, I know, me too. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. and of course, Lily sees that Rico thought Miley's big secret was berry bear and not actually the hannah montana secret yeah you you've talked about a little bit like um a concept of a show that's focused on a reporter who's trying to like crack the hannah montana secret Mm -hmm. and i think i think that would be like super cool it's like a stage musical or something where it's like a a version well like a version of hannah montana where the secret is actually like appears to be well kept where like robbie and jackson have good disguises too um, and then at the end, it could be something where it's revealed that everybody knew the secret all along and they just wanted to see how long it would be till Miley realized. <laughs> that that could also be good. Yeah. I, yeah, I, this, for, for all the drama that was in this episode about like, oh no, my secret's going to get revealed. 
the like actual ending where they realize that the Hannah secret wasn't in jeopardy at all is given so little time and attention. <laughs> like they don't really process it. They're just like, oh, he saw you with the bear. And then they, it was like it. <laughs> I yeah. Think it well, like what else would they have a, done? A bigger deal that they had such a close call. I'm surprised that they ne- they didn't get Miley's reaction to that of being like, "Oh, really? I was all that for the bear?" Yeah, like it was just Lily and Oliver who saw it. Yeah, yeah, because like Miley didn't Miley didn't even see it, right? She just like ran after Rico. Mm-hmm. She could have so easily, while chasing Rico, blurted out something about her being Hannah Montana because she still thought that was what was happening. So, I mean, of course, we don't see that. Yeah, that didn't happen, but. <laughs> But I'm not confident enough in Miley's judgment in highly pressurized moments. <laughs> yeah, not at all. Well, that that's the episode. Was there anything that we didn't talk about that you would like to address? Um, not from this episode specifically, uh, except I really enjoyed this one. Um, I think I mentioned this to you before we started recording that I enjoyed it more than I, almost every season one episode if not all mm-hmm. of them a lot of that, i think the dialogue writing is better uh things like you know the so far high school high school stinks uh, i loved that and all of her saying things like high school's made you hard and of course robbie ray uh singing on his own i really liked that yeah i think it was a pretty enjoyable episode on the whole i do think having season one under the belt of the writing team <laughs> for the show uh maybe made them and i guess you know getting to actually see the episodes air which i assume they were able to do before this point maybe raise their awareness to some like structural things they needed to improve on cuz this did feel much better put together than i would say most of the season 1 episodes it didn't feel as disjointed or um or like huge things were missing. There were like a couple things that were missing, like Jackson actually figuring out that he wanted to be nice and Miley figuring out the like reveal. (laughs) But I Mm -hmm. think it still worked a little better. And I think that the way that everybody talked to each other felt more natural and more in a groove than in like almost all of season one. And the story actually did kind of make a little more sense than a lot of what we saw in season one, like like Bad Moose Rising, oh my God. for example. <laughs> just absolutely nothing that was happening. Yeah. Speaking of that, oh, I actually have a, I actually have a fun fact about uh, Mr. Donsig that I wanted to share because uh, I know you were talking about you were talking about him so, on yeah, the Bad I- Moose Rising episode. It's, it's funny you say that because there is something that I realized after recording that that I also wanted to share. And I wonder if it'll be the same thing. So you say yours. <laughs> oh, is it that he's played by our twins? Yes. Is that what it was going to be? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, which they usually reserve for like infant children. They'll have them played by twins. But Mr. Donsick is played by, uh, by two different people. And I think later on in the series, they actually have a gag with both of them on screen at the same time playing different characters. Yeah, when I found that out, I lost my mind because what what I think it is based off what I saw on IMDb, and granted, this was a couple of weeks ago when I found this out, the like of the two twin actors that they have that play Donzig, uh, one has a bit more substantial of a career. Like he was like a regular on Mad TV and stuff like that, whereas the 
other actor who plays Donzig most of the time uh, does stuff like this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And I thought it was interesting. The like more booked twin played Donzig in Donzig's first appearance. And then in pretty much every subsequent appearance, it was the other twin, uh, which was fascinating to me. (laughs) Yeah. It was probably the more successful one being like, eh, I have other jobs to do. I'll let my brother who's struggling mightily and less talented take the Disney channel show. (laughs) I, it seemed like they wanted him to do it. And yeah, I just think the first guy was like too busy to do it so he was like hey brother (laughs) you want to take over this (laughs) and i think that's what happened and it's funny because i do you want to be the gay neighbor to to (laughs) billy ray cyrus everybody's fully on board with this now that don's like is secretly gay um (laughs) oh i don't think it's a secret i just don't think they mentioned it like it's pretty clear i think okay so I it had never occurred to me until Courtney brought it up, and then now the more I think about it, the more I'm like, oh my god, she's fully right. Uh, but I, it had never occurred to me. <laughs> so I think it's funny that because multi- I think Alana said the same thing as you, where it's like, what you didn't realize that <laughs> I'm like, sorry, <laughs> it wasn't on my <laughs> radar. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so funny. I, <laughs> I yeah, the last time I. Well, I recorded an episode of Courtney's show earlier this week and we we started talking about it again. And I was like, oh my God, I still haven't mentioned the Donzig being a twin thing on my show yet. I need, I cannot forget the next time that that comes up that I have to talk about him being played by twins. So now I don't have to worry mm. about it anymore. We've got it out there. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows now. Oh uh, <laughs> yeah. So uh, while we're, re- as we're recording this, um, your next episodes about the season one songs are not out yet, but I'm really excited to hear them. Because uh, that's, that's like right up my alley yeah. of, you know, like Disney Channel music. Um, I actually, I have I have like a Hannah Montana song or somewhere, but it's not that interesting. Anyway, uh, yes, This Is The Life is definitely my favorite season one Hannah Montana song. Um, yeah, I was listening to the Hannah Montana season one songs the other day, like all in mm-hmm. a row. Um, and I, I thought of something that like, wow, if so, someone who would have never heard these songs before would probably listen to them all in a row and be like, did I just listen to the exact same song eight times in a row? Because they all bear many similarities. Yeah. Except for like the other side of me kind of has a different vibe, uh, which was actually, I, I'm not sure if this is 100% true, but that was originally supposed to be the theme song. And it was like a last second switch to best of both worlds. That's interesting. You know, I could see that. I could see other side of me working well as a theme song. And it has the same sort of vibe of best of both worlds. They're both up tempo. They both have like random spoken lines in them. Uh, <laughs> they both have like. No, a actually, there is a clip. <laughs> yeah, there is a clip on YouTube of the Hannah Montana season one intro sequence playing over the other side of me and it looks super cool and it sounds super seamless i actually i think i prefer other side of me as a theme song mm. um compared to other hannah montana songs i was i was never the biggest fan of best of both worlds especially the extended version <laughs> which just has some of the worst lyrics you could ever possibly imagine like <laughs> school's cool because nobody knows wink wink yeah we get deep like, ah. that. <laughs> yeah right. I'm, I'm excited right. for you to hear those episodes and yeah, looking through the season one song titles, I'm wondering of like 
if you had picked a different one besides pumping up the party to name the podcast, like if we were a podcast yeah, or something, if we were a podcast like that, was like the second choice. Like not joking. Really? Yeah, it was? If we were a podcast was, um, it was on the list. It, in fact, in my notes template that I made, um, before starting this, which I still mostly use. Oh, well, I just changed it today, but in all my ones for season one, if you open any of my notes, it says at the top, if we were a podcast slash pumping up the podcast, because <laughs> I hadn't decided. Well, I don't... <laughs> pumping up the podcast, I don't know if it feels so natural. I would have assumed you weren't even ever considering anything else, but there's, there's like a yeah. thread on Twitter from back when I was first discussing this, where me and a bunch of my friends all were throwing out title ideas. And as soon as we landed on pumping up the podcast, we were like, Oh my God, pumping up the podcast <laughs> and kind of never looked back. And so I was still kind of debating, yeah. but it, this does feel like the natural choice. <laughs> the other one yeah, I thought for sure. of was like the best of both worlds cast or like best of both worlds podcast but that was like sort of cumbersome and didn't really yeah yeah but Mm -hmm. yeah i wonder i should go back and look at what the other ones were that people threw out um but yeah once we hit pumping up the podcast there was there wasn't much going back from that (laughs) yeah exactly i can understand um oh uh like one last thing do you want to talk a little bit about Lily's sibling that may or may not exist or do we want to save that for like season three when it actually comes up I mean I probably won't have much to say on the matter until we get there if you if you want to talk about it now we can talk about it now <laughs> we'll probably also talk about all right it because I actually I think I actually have kind of come up with an explanation so basically I think episode two season one Lily makes reference to my brother's pet turtle which would imply that she has a brother. Mm-hmm. And then in season three, and I think episode six, she says, sometimes I wish I had a brother. And I found, actually found this on like the Lily Truscott, like Hannah Montana wiki of fandom page or whatever. And it actually said on there, like this has led to speculation that Lily's brother died at some point <laughs> between season one and season three. And I was like, that doesn't seem to make much sense considering the fact that if Lily's brother had died recently, she wouldn't be like, sometimes I wish I had a brother. It would be more like, sometimes I wish my brother wasn't dead. And I think, I think the explanation is that Lily has a transgender sister Mm. who everyone thought was a boy in season one. And then she came out at some point between season one and season three. And so now Lily doesn't have a brother anymore. You know, I like that. I, I think as, as we were just talking about with the Donza conversation, I am down for any opportunity to make Hannah Montana, uh, or not to make Hannah Montana, but to make the HMU a queer space. (laughs) I am very on yeah. board. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a that's a much better explanation and a way less dark explanation. <laughs> so, of course, Disney Channel would never would never have tackled that. Certainly at the time, I I mean, but guess what? They accidentally implied it. Yeah, so, so <laughs> just just mm. like with Donzig, <laughs> I guess Donzig's a little more overt. Um, but but I will take yeah. that. I will definitely take that. That's. That's a that's a much better theory than I think I would have come up with. <laughs> All right. Great. Glad I could help contribute to the HMU space. <laughs> yeah. Well, world building. Yeah, we're slowly learning more and more about what this you entail. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. Uh any final thoughts? Anything that we didn't cover that you just got to get out there? 
that kind of was my final thought, I think. Perfect. Uh, was about Lily's transgender sister who was never mentioned. That has nothing um, to do with this episode. <laughs> that has nothing to do with this episode or any other. <laughs> well, that's that's a wrap then. I don't have anything left to say. I think we got we covered a lot of ground here. <laughs> just like just like last time you were on. Uh you you know how to go deep into it, which that's that's what the show is here for. It's perfect. Uh, Wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, joining me again. I really appreciate having you here. <laughs> yeah, thanks for having me on. Is there anything that you would like to promote? Anything that you would like to tell the people listening? Sure. You can follow my podcast on Instagram at Disney Channel Discourse, and you can find it anywhere. It's called Disney Channel Discourse. It comes out on Tuesdays. You could also follow me on Twitter at Alex Mellaris. And I'm not sure if this episode will be out by then, but I am part of a Phineas and Ferb unlicensed parody virtual musical called MWCA Musical Without a Cool Acronym that is premiering on YouTube at 9 p.m. Eastern time on April 10th. Oh, that that. that will come out later in the week from this. This comes out April 5th. All right, great. So, perfect. so <laughs> you can set a reminder for that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. Wonderful. Awesome. Yeah, well, thank you so much to all of you for tuning into today's episode of Pumping Up the Podcast. Um, I hope you're as excited as I am to keep going in season two. Uh, and I hope you'll join us next week for season two, episode two. I believe it's called Cuffs Will Keep Us Together. I immediately remember pieces of this. Uh, so I'm excited to, to get back into it. Um, feel free to follow the show on Twitter at pumping up the pod and on Instagram at pumping up the podcast. And if you want to follow me, I'm on Twitter at lovely Lisey or on Instagram at actor Elise. And until next time, keep on pumping up the party. <laughs>